I'm Deanna Kovar. I'm the Vice President of the Production and Precision Ag Production Systems at John Deere. Farming is like outdoor manufacturing. It's trying to create a commodity, but you're at the whim of Mother Nature. I'm Catherine Speglia, and this is Well Technically, the tech podcast where women do the explaining. Hi, Deanna. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Kat. Great to be here. So you've been with Deer for a long time. So I'm actually really excited to discuss with you how farmers are using advanced technology and data to optimize and improve their work. Now that I live in Wisconsin, farming is kind of something I didn't think about being from Brooklyn, but now I do think about a little bit more. So this should be a really good conversation. First, though... What is an example of a time in which being a woman has empowered you? Yeah, you know, it's a, a great question. And you're right, I have been with Deere a while, uh, 21 years this month with John Deere. And you know, after two decades with John Deere, um, to be vice president of our production system teams is a, is a real honor. Um, but what I've come to recognize is, you know, I'm empowered by the people that came before me, the, the ladies who blazed the trail uh, at John Deere and really proved that in an industry like agriculture that is male dominated, that women can make a difference. And so I'm empowered every day by them who blaze the trail to figure out how do we widen the trail? How do we get more people, more ladies on the trail to lead in, in an industry like agriculture that impacts literally every human being on the planet? And, and it's uh, empowering to me on top of it, as I think about my daughter and the next generation of, of what's yet to come for technology and agriculture and, and how she might be able to, you know, make an even different impact in the future because of me and people like me widening the trail in industries like tech, industries like agriculture that are uh, not well known uh, for women leadership. Yeah, I always find it extra interesting when I, I speak to a woman on the show who is not only in technology, but the field within that the tech, like where that technology is being used is also male dominated. So agriculture is a very good example because it kind of points out, you know, you are sort of battling two different things at once. <laughs> you know, and I, as I think about, you know, 20 years, 20 plus years at John Deere, you know, I really spent my first 10 years at Deere more focused on the core agricultural business. And it's really only been the second decade of my career where technology has played such an impactful role. And so for me, it's you know, been very helpful to get that grounding in our core business and really get expertise and, and have the opportunity to lead in that before jumping into to tech and having to lead uh, in how do we integrate those technologies back into our core business. Well, I am happy to hear you transitioned into a, a more technical role because that means you get to be on my podcast. So yeah, that's, that's awesome. great for me. And as a starting off point, can you provide an overview of how advanced technology is currently being used on the farms of today? Sure. I think it's really important before answering how tech's used on the farm is to talk about why it's used on the farm. And 
if you think about it at a macro level, we know that the world's population is, is likely to grow to 10, close to 10 billion people by the year 2050. And that means that agricultural output needs to nearly double in order for us to feed all of those people. And so we've got a, we've got a definite macro need to grow more food. At the same time, we know we don't have an abundance of more land coming into production. And we also know that we have to manage the sustainability of the planet. And so that's the macro reason why technology is so important. And then when you get down to the farm level, you know, farming is like outdoor manufacturing, right? It's, it's trying to create a commodity, but you're at the, the whim of mother nature in many cases. And there's a tremendous amount of variability, whether that variability is the weather or the soils being different. In, in one football size field, you might have two or three different soil types that you have to manage and manage them differently. So variability is a big deal. And then the ability to find qualified labor in rural America and in rural parts of, of the globe is really hard. So all of those things stack up to say, we've gotta be more productive, we've gotta be more efficient. And oh, by the way, we don't have the people necessary to do it. And things change every day on the farm. And so technologies are super important. And one of the most important foundational technologies that's been around agriculture for literally my whole career at John Deere is, is GPS technology. And John Deere is one of five companies in the world, not five companies in agriculture, but five companies in the world that owns our own satellite correction system. And that allows us to really help farmers be super precise with where they place their inputs. Things like seed and fertilizer that helps the crops grow. And we've been using GPS for 20 years to steer our equipment through the field so that instead of overlapping from one pass to the next, uh, farmers can, can precisely plant or precisely apply crop nutrients and not have to waste 10% more inputs to grow the same crop. And so GPS is a technology prevalent on the farm, has been prevalent for much of the last two decades. And the beautiful part about our self-driving technologies is we launched them 20 years ago and literally every year we make them more precise. We make them easier to use. We add features and functionality that that not only saves the farmer money and inputs, makes them more sustainable, but is also helping them have a, a better quality of life because they're spending sometimes 14 or 18 hours in the, in the operator seat of these machines. And if they had to steer the tractor through the field, uh, they wouldn't be able to spend that much time. Uh, it'd be too stressful for them. Now, is GPS an example of spatial intelligence or are those two different things? And, and if so, I guess, can you just talk to me more about what spatial intelligence is and how that benefits farmers? Yeah, so um, GPS is foundational to spatial intelligence. If you think about uh, a field that you may drive by uh, outside of, of Madison, you'll see, um, you know, thousands and thousands of, of corn plants within any one given field. And we really want to know where all of those seeds were placed over a field. We want to know how much fertilizer was applied to each, each square meter of that field. Also, we can understand at the end of the year, 
of all the decisions we made throughout the year of how many seeds to plant per acre, which seeds, which variety of seeds, how much fertilizer to apply, how to kill the weeds, all of those decisions we make throughout the year, at the end of the year, we get our scorecard and that's our harvest data. How much corn did we grow on that square meter? And so we're able spatially to understand all of the inputs, all of the decisions, all of the jobs we did on a square meter of earth. And then we can come back and understand how much yield, how many, how many bushels of corn or bushels of soybeans that all of those decisions generate and compare them to decisions we made on other parts, uh, other square meters. And that'll help us next year make even better decisions about um, you know, what seeds to plant, how many to plant, and, and all the decisions it takes to go into farming. You know, farmers make thousands and thousands of decisions. They make decisions on an annual basis. They make some decisions every season. And literally, they're making other decisions every hour and every day about timing, placement, uh, how much to apply, and all of those things. If you're not spatially managing them, you'll likely make mistakes and make them over and over again because you can't see the outcomes. And so, you know, back 20 years ago, we started monitoring yield as our harvesting equipment went through the field. And for the first decade, uh, we spent a lot of time um, with printed maps. Uh, but over the last several years, we've connected all of our machines and created, you know, a connected agriculture. And now all of that data that we have is flowing to the cloud, a tool we call the John Deere Operations Center. And that IoT connectivity is really driving a whole new level of us having an opportunity to analyze, visualize all of that data and help farmers make real-time decisions and literally on, the, on their cell phones. Yeah, I want to talk more about data and in-field data because as someone who knows very little about farming in reality, I know you started to touch on it when you use the corn example, you know, how much corn are they producing and yields and that kind of thing. But what other types of data are critical to farmers? Yeah, there, there's a, a lot of data in agriculture. Um, you know, there's, there's machine data, like how is my machine running? You can think of that as, you know, like diagnostic and, and prognostication of, of how my equipment is running. Uh, and then there's all of this agronomic data, the, the data of all of those decisions of you know, how much do I apply? What types of things do I put on my field to help and nurture that crop along? Uh, we mentioned yield data, like the ultimate scorecard. There's data on timing. When did I do certain things? Because, you know, for example, if you plant a field, it's really important that you do it in the right window of time. And if you miss that window of time, you will likely see a 1% reduction in yield for every day you miss that window. So if you think about the farmer's income, every day I miss that window is 1% less. And if it's two days, it's 2% less. And those are real dollars in a commodity business like, like farming, uh, agricultural commodities like corn and soybeans. And so lots of data about all of the jobs I do. You know, an average farmer farms 5,000 acres, um, you know, there are lots of smaller farms, but a, a typical farm, I wouldn't call it average, but a typical farm is 5,000 acres. And that's 4,000 football fields. 
And as I mentioned before, there's a lot of variability in that. And so there's a lot of contextual data that farmers leverage as well. Like what kind of soil type is on this farm? How much rain did this field get versus that field? You know, what was the average temperature over that growing season? How many, we call them degree days, were there to help that crop uh, grow and mature over time? So a tremendous amount of data. One of the things we're super excited about is as we've connected all of these machines, we have a, a ton, of, ton of data about the performance of our equipment. And we're able to help farmers not have downtime with their machines. These are high, you know, they're highly productive machines, but if something breaks on them, the productivity goes down pretty quickly. And as I mentioned before, timing is really critical in agriculture. So the ability to plant when I need to plant, to kill the weed when I need to kill the weed, or harvest when I need to harvest means real dollars and cents to farmers. And so we have a lot of data coming off of machines that tells us how is that machine running and gives error codes if something's going wrong. And for years, we've been helping farmers understand when something broke, that it broke via um, telematics. But now over the last couple of years, we've really focused on what we call expert alerts, which are things that say, if these three things happen, it's likely you're going to have a failure so that we can fix it before it breaks. And so all of that data about the machine health is really, really important. And you know, we, we think about data privacy as well, very, very importantly, because um, you know, a lot of the data coming off of these machines, some of the agronomic data, is like a farmer's checkbook. It's, it's a, you know, it would be easy for someone to really understand what kind of margins they were making or, or what kind of revenue they had. And, and we know that that's very sensitive data. So we treat the farmer's data very, very importantly, you know, tightly, but we, we distinguish between machine data and agronomic data. And we're gonna use that machine data to make sure a, a unique machine is up and running whenever the farmer needs it. On the agronomic data side, we put the control in the farmer's hands to say, how do they want that information to be shared? They're able to share it with their trusted partners. Farmers don't farm alone. So there's a constant need for them to share it with their agronomist, with their banker, with their tax person, with their local extension agent. And so they're, they're sharing their data, but at all times they're in control of it. And at John Deere, we have the opportunity if the farmer allows and tells us it's okay, we aggregate all of this agronomic data to try to find insights about what are the practices that are making a difference? You know, If farmers do X and they get, will they get Y? And we're able to help turn around some of these insights back to the farm and, and individual farmers or groups of farmers that historically, because the data wasn't uh, anonymized and aggregated, those insights would never happen. And so because we have all this data, we have the permission of the farmers to use it, we're able to come up with insights about, you know, when is the optimal time to plant soybeans? You know, how might you uh, change a setting on your machine to do an even better job? And so all of this data is really valuable at the individual farm level, but there's a tremendous amount of value that we're able to provide back today and look forward to providing back even more in the future when we can start to aggregate this data after the farmer gives us permission to do so. It's very cool. And honestly, farming sounds 
very hard to do well and at scale. So it's pretty amazing we've we've gotten this far without all of this data. And it, yeah, I mean, that, that answer made it very clear to me why this is so important as we try to feed more and more people, you know, moving forward. You know, and I think that's one of the things that makes ag tech really unique uh, in the technology world is the scale at which we're leveraging technology. If you think about the hundreds of thousands of connected machines around the world, the, the millions of GPS enabled tractors literally driving themselves in the field to plant and nurture and harvest our food, food and fiber supply. I mean, the, the scale at which technology is, is in agriculture, the robotics that we've included, I mean, it, it uh, gets me up every day, makes me excited about what's next, where could we go? You know, you, you saying, where could we go, of course, made me think of 5G because that's a big topic for me and my readers. Where does 5G fit in with farming? Are they implementing it on farms yet? Are farmers interested in 5G and what it can do for them? Yeah, so, you know, 5G, we believe, uh, will help connect more farms um, to the cloud and and to all of the benefits of of data-enabled agriculture. Uh, because, you know, in many rural areas today, we don't have access to strong broadband, and we know and believe that 5G should uh, expand more and more people having access to it. In addition, you know, with speeds uh, increasing and the ability to, to deliver more data up and down faster, uh, it, it, it probably does help us to um, do more automation through the cloud and, and think differently about um, the the decisions that have to be made on the machine uh, versus centrally in the cloud. So farmers typically aren't sitting around, you know, dreaming about 5G, but what they're dreaming about is just having overall connectivity uh, and thinking about maybe what are those next things that companies like John Deere will be able to provide when the, when the speed and the speed is up and the latency is down. Yeah. I mean, you you mentioned that farms are like, outdoor manufacturing plants and we know for a fact like enterprises and manufacturers they don't care about 5g they just want their stuff to work and to work well right. it's not it's not about 5g lte they don't care about those things they just want the solution to work for us that's why you know connectivity is so critical to uh, the success of a lot of these technologies that were huge proponents of, of rural broadband initiatives we wholeheartedly believe you can't just think about the people in rural America that you're going to connect. You need to think about the acres of farmland that has real value when you get them connected. Definitely. And my last question for you, if you had to envision the farm of the future, what would that vision look like? Yeah, that's a great question. And you know, I, I mentioned how, you know, the 2000s were really about GPS and automated driving and, and collecting of data that went into a piece of paper and into a binder on a farmer's shelf. And the 2010s were really about cloud computing and how can we get all that data off out of a binder and into the cloud and into a system that allows us to visualize and analyze that data, not only at the farm level, but across many farms and come up with the insights that are gonna help farmers farm even better. For me, the next decade of farming is all about leveraging those two decades of foundation and 
the advances of computer vision and machine learning to really think how can AI augment the farmer as the sensor? You know, so much today, the farmer is in the seat of the tractor or the seat of the harvester, and they're seeing things, they're hearing things, they're sensing things, and they're making changes to the decisions they're making. They're making changes to how the machine is set and operating. And the future of farming is really doing an even better job, like literally farming to perfection because we're using computer vision and machine learning to augment and in some instances replace the farmer as the sensor so that decisions can be made faster with more data and uh, ultimately create the best outcomes possible where we can grow more food with less inputs. Well, Deanna, this has been really great. So thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. Yeah, thank you for the opportunity and look forward to listening to your podcasts uh, even further into the future. Well Technically is an Arden Media production. For advertising inquiries, contact Danny Miller at dmiller at ardenmedia.com.